0: Be aware, be mindful, so that you can understand another point of view, and instead of calling someone crazy or a conspiracy theorist, do some research first, okay? And follow the money, alright? Hello? Is, is anyone there? Somebody, help me, please. Ha <laughs> ah. Okay, this is actually not so bad. Hey, what's happening y'all? Welcome back. Welcome back and thank you guys for listening to the Great Effing Spiritual Awakening podcast. My name is Brandon Anderson and I am super eager to share this episode with you guys because I recently watched a documentary called Thrive. That opened my eyes to some of the ways that humans are suppressed, and not necessarily by our government, but by the people who control the global narrative for their best interest. But before we do that, if you appreciate this content, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps me see how I can serve you guys better, but also gives exposure to the show, and hopefully that can help others who really need this content. And also be sure to share with your family and friends and on social media as well. And if you'd like to suggest a topic or contact us, our email and social medias are listed below in the show notes. Now, before I get into the plant-based meat of this burger, uh, (laughs) um, I want to introduce a new segment and it's called Spread the Light. And this segment may not happen every week, so keep that in mind. But I just wanted to be able to recognize others who are doing great work for their communities, uh, specifically volunteer work, as well as helping animals, because y'all know how important animals are to myself and my family. And y'all know how I feel about wildlife, okay? So if any of you guys have community events, volunteer work, or anything to do with helping animals, feel free to shoot it to my email listed in the show notes or any of our social medias, which are also listed in the show notes. I just want to use this platform to spread light on the things that others are doing to make this world a little bit better, okay? So, one of our listeners, Sarah Kamars, and man, I hope I didn't butcher your name. Uh, Forgive me. Uh, She works at 13 Hands Equine Rescue in Clinton Corners, New York, and they also have a website, 13handsequine.org. Like I said, they're based out of Clinton Corners, New York, and they are a non-for-profit 501c3 organization that rescues uh, unwanted, abuse, and abandoned horses. Now, why anybody would want to do any of those things to a horse or any other animal, for that matter, I'm not sure. Um, but something else I learned from their site is that horse slaughter is not only a horrible way to end a horse's life, but it is highly profitable. And my own research confirmed that, which is extremely unfortunate, Uh, but I want to read her message to you guys. She says, hey, Brandon, I listen to your podcast every day while walking my dogs. I work at an equine rescue here in New York. We are a non-for-profit organization living only on donations and the help from volunteers. I take the horses after six months to a year being rescued and start getting them used to people again, riding, working with them, and making sure they'll be okay to be adopted. We're trying to raise money to support our farm. Horses are very expensive, as are vet bills and food for 93 horses and counting. I have shed my negative past and started a beautiful new spiritual journey. And while I don't get paid much, my heart is full while working here, doing what I love. And I can't imagine what would happen if we close. Many of the volunteers and employees are on their own spiritual paths. And equine therapy is real and is good for the soul. Could you maybe shout us out? Absolutely, Sarah. Thank you so much for that message, and you're spitting straight facts. Uh, Animals provide so much therapy and healing and love, and we all appreciate the work that you guys are doing, especially considering my mother-in-law has two beautiful horses of her own, and my wife has done a lot of rescues and volunteer work, and I've done some volunteer work as well. Um, These animals need our help, guys, so please, 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 if you live close to Clinton Corners and you have equine experience or you know somebody that has equine experience, uh, be sure to go to their website, 13handsequine.org, to sign up. And if you're looking to donate to their cause or sponsor a horse or even adopt a horse, like I said, go to their website, 13handsequine.org. Anything helps, okay? And if you can't support physically or monetarily, uh, you can just share their cause on social media, okay? And I'll have all of this information in the show notes uh, below, these horses all came from horrible situations and volunteering is not only enrichment for these horses you know they're being uh, rescued and rehabilitated and pampered, but therapeutic for people who have depression or PTSD. So like I said, if you have a moment and you love horses or animals, go to their website, share this information, donate and volunteer if you can. all right. Uh, so from the bottom of my heart and our my family, Thank you, Sarah, and thank you, 13 Hands Equine, for all the work that you guys do. All right, guys, so a couple of weeks ago, the owner of my new place of employment told me about a documentary called Thrive. Now, going through my spiritual awakening has taught me to be more open and more accepting of others' point of view and different ideas and beliefs, and he knew that uh, through our conversations. So, The Thrive documentary is self-defined as an investigation into the global consolidation of energy and power, all right? And it's all fact-based, so that's really what had intrigued me to watch it. Uh, The documentary was created and narrated by Foster Gamble, who, if that name sounds familiar to you, he's an heir to the Procter Gamble empire. So... It's to me. It was like kind of unusual that he spoke on those things in this documentary, considering that it could hurt his family's empire. Um, I'm not really sure how to explain the entire documentary so it makes sense. So I wanted to to what I wanted to do is just like take parts of this documentary that resonated with me and what I felt would resonate with you all the most. Now the first thing I have to say before I watch this documentary, I never really thought much of crop circles. And I know this is a funny way to start. Um, you might've seen them, you know, those insanely precise and complex patterns that are like magically formed in crop fields. And uh, gamble Foster Gamble spoke about all of the different precise shapes and designs, as well as uh, the electromagnetic field that was measured and found over the areas where the crops were pushed down. And these areas were electrostatically charged and littered with these like, weirdly strange magnetic particles that that kind of look like magnetic balls stuck on top of each other. Now, this is what really got me thinking a little bit. Um, NASA sent out a radio transmission just out into the universe right, in 1974 to attempt to communicate with any other forms of intelligent life. And you guys may have heard of this already. And the best way that I can describe what this radio transmission looks like is basically a rectangle with levels of information. On the bottom of that rectangle is the type of radio antenna that they use to send that transmission out. And then the next level shows our solar system, uh, what planet we're on. And then the next level is a figure of a human. And then the next one is our DNA strand. And then at the top of this rectangle was our core principles of math and science. So In 2001, there was a rectangular design found in a crop field in England. And this design was extremely similar to a message that NASA had sent out in a digital transmission in 1974, that exact same one. So that was about 27 years after that initial uh, transmission was sent out. And there was also another design in that same crop field of what looks to be a portrait of some other intelligent life form and there were statements as well about how these extremely precise and detailed designs just like appeared overnight which is insane by how detailed they were but but the format of this rectangular design in the crop field matches the exact one that nasa sent out in 1974 and the only differences was how their solar system was shown Um, There was non-human DNA and a picture, a different picture of the sender. It wasn't a human shape, right? And there was a microwave antenna that they used to communicate instead of a radio antenna that we use. Come to find out, the design of this really complex antenna in the 2001 transmission that was in the crop field had appeared exactly a year earlier in the same crop field right next to an actual working radio antenna antenna which was like the one that nasa used to send out in their initial transmission insane right and honestly you can say whatever you want to about these occurrences but after a while like for me coincidences just aren't coincidences anymore okay and a lot of these crop circles that were shown on the documentary were formed as sacred geometry like Uh, I don't know if you don't know, like Metatron's cube or like the flower of life. And if you don't know much about sacred geometry, uh, it's pretty much like a universal blueprint that shows how energy works and how the universe organizes itself. So every sort of growth on the planet can be represented by some form of sacred geometry, like atoms, uh, snowflakes, crystals, the cornea in our eyeball, our DNA molecules, and there are just a lot of similarities in these geometric patterns and uh, what we see and what happens with us all around us every day. So after this point in the documentary, uh, I want, really wanted to touch on this. Gamble tells us his theory about how the patterns that are left in these crop circles are other life forms, showing us how they've aligned with the energy in the universe as a new means of like free and clean energy or propulsion or space travel and when i look at video clips of ufos like i've never seen a cloud of smoke coming from behind one right i I don't think anybody has and now it's, it's obvious that we've been suppressed about the facts of like other beings visiting visiting our planets and like crop circles and the vehicles that they may or may not use to transport themselves but this next part was very interesting and it segued seamlessly in the documentary so um Gamble speaks about Nikola Tesla, who was an inventor and electrical engineer. I'm sure you guys might have heard of his name before. Um, And he died in the 1940s, a genius. But the documentary discusses how he tapped into what's called radiant energy, which is basically free and clean energy without any type of combustion or waste. And this was back in 1901 in Long Island, New York, where he did a lot of his work. Shout out to the Bordy Barn. If you know or been around Long Island, the Bordy Barn, great place to hang out if you're ever in Long Island. A lot of fun. (laughs) Uh, But before Tesla could finish all of his project, it got shut down. And let me tell you why it got shut down. So (laughs) the person who financed this alternative energy product had a monopoly on copper. And this copper was used for electrical lines in a very growing industrial age in the early 1900s. And he was aware of how Tesla's invention could transmit electricity without wires. So y'all, y'all see where I'm going with this? So of course, he then shut down the funding to this project. And who might this financer be, you might a- ask. So in the documentary, it was revealed that JP Morgan was the one who shut this project down. And this is the same J.P. Morgan family who people currently bank with and get loans from. And I want to mention some more recent names like John Hutchison, uh, Adam Trombley. And I'll put these guys' names in the show notes so you can research them. And they have con- they continued Tesla's studies and created free energy but were harassed by the U.S. government and even had their facilities raided and inventions taken away from them. You can't meter free energy like the meters on our homes, because it's pulled from the space fabric around us. And this would be a direct threat to the energy industry, which is the single largest uh, industry in the world. But wait, there's more. Um, So in 1910, at Jekyll Island, Georgia, uh, several members of the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Morgans, and these are all these one percenters who have so much money, who have so much wealth. And that's the same J.P. Morgan uh, that I spoke of that we bank with, um, but also other private bankers gathered secretly to create this legislation in Jekyll Island that led to the start of the Federal Reserve as well as the IRS or Internal Revenue Service in 1913. And these men were given the legal power of creating money out of nothing, like anytime the government needed it. Hence why taxes started being paid so that these bankers could be kept out of debt. And another thing that Gamble mentioned before the big crash in 1929, a.k.a. the Great Depression, all of the large banks pulled their money out of the stock market. And after the stock market crashed, they used that money to buy small banks that failed and buy up many cheap stocks that were sold for pennies on the dollar. Now, guess who sold and bought all this shit? The Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, and the Morgans. You see where I'm going with this? Bank of America, um, Citibank, Chase Bank, the Federal Reserve are all controlled by the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, and Morgans. And another thing I wanted to mention, in 2009, uh, Senator Dick Durbin said on WJJG Radio, he said that the banks are still the most powerful lobby on Capitol Hill. And they frankly own the place. So after I heard these interviews and saw the factual information in this documentary, it really helped me to open my eyes to the different ways that we're all suppressed. And, you know, I don't want to feel that way. I don't want anybody to feel suppressed. I want everybody to have access to what they need, to feel free and to feel liberated. And based on information in this documentary nobody's free so i'm going to conclude with that statement but listen i i think you guys should all check out this documentary um and i want you guys to know that i'm not necessarily telling you these things to persuade you into a certain belief or pull you away from the purpose of this podcast i just want people to be more open-minded and understanding and more aware of more aware of where they put their energy and their actions and and even their money. And I I want you guys to remember this because it's something that has really resonated with me over the past few weeks or so. Uh, Tyler Perry made a quote in his Oscar speech. I know that it wasn't that long ago um, this year. And he said to anyone who wants to stand in the middle, no matter what's around the walls, stand in the middle. Because that's where healing happens. That's where conversation happens. That's where change happens. It happens in the middle, end quote. And I'm sure that he was referring to the tragic social injustices that have happened in this country, in America, but this also applies to understanding what is actually happening in the world, beyond the facade, beyond that veil. And as spiritually minded as I am, and as much as I try to not listen to the news and ignore certain things happening around me because it makes me feel a certain way. I'm just like, man, I, I need to be more informed and more involved so that I'm, I'm just more educated and aware and understanding of how it, everything works. And like I said, I'm not telling anybody to straddle the fence when it comes to making a decision or your values or your beliefs. I'm just saying, listen to someone else's perspective. That's what I did when I watched this documentary. Um, And I was a little bit hesitant at first, but I looked at Gamble's fact-driven perspective. And it opened an entirely different understanding of our world. You have to be at a place, at least for me, I have to be at a place of non-judgment to understand and be open and have compassion and to empathize. And even if you think everything I spoke about in this documentary is bullshit, If you listen all the way through without judgment, I appreciate you, okay? And I hope it opens you up and makes you more aware. So thank you guys for listening as usual. Your time and your time is your most valuable asset. And I'm so freaking grateful that you guys listen and give me that. If you guys appreciate this content, be sure to rate and review on whatever platform you're listening on. And be sure to follow us on our social medias listed in the show notes below, okay? So be open be aware, be mindful so that you can understand another point of view. And instead of calling someone crazy or a conspiracy theorist, do some research first. Okay. And follow the money. All right. And I'll see y'all next week.